We're back. It's the Sagabit Swinging Report Show. Get ready for Saga news and commentary with your hosts, George and Barry. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Sagabit Swing and Report Show. I'm Barry, with me is George. Hello everybody. And today we are going to be interviewing Roger Craig Smith. He is uh, well known as the voice actor of Batman, Sonic the Hedgehog, Captain America, Chris Redfield, and more. Recent projects include Batman Arkham Origins, which features the recently released Cold Cold Heart DLC pack, and Sega's upcoming Sonic Boom franchise, which spans video games and a television show, and it is set to release later this year. Uh, we're going to be getting Roger on the phone right quick. Let's give him a call right now. Hey, how's it going, Roger? Hey, is this Barry? Yeah, this is Barry, and with me is George. Hey, George. Sorry, guys. I apologize for being 10 minutes late there. That's very unprofessional. <laughs> it's all right. We're very unprofessional as well, if not more Excellent. so. It's all right. Excellent. Um, so how are you doing today, I guess, to uh, kick things off? This is the Sagabit Swing and Report Show. We are a general Sega news site. Uh, and, you know, we also like all other video games as well. Uh, how's it going, Roger? I'm uh, going very well. Go. I have no problems in life, man. It's just, really, I get to hang out and talk to you guys. This is life. is. Every day be this good. Nice. I, I get that vibe from a lot of voice actors. They're very chilled out individuals. For the most part. I mean, like, look at what we do. This is, you know, this is, it, it's a little ridiculous at times. It feels, uh, it feels kind of silly. Uh, yeah. to, you, 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 I mean, everybody can kind of grab their job to a certain degree. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not out, you know, digging ditches and, and uh, I don't have people's lives in my hands. Uh, so yeah, it, it, reality is no. It's it's a pretty chill, fun job. I mean, the the acquisition of the work is the work. The work itself is uh, is a ton of fun. Oh, nice. And that actually ties in with our first question. We wanted to know how you got your start in the voice acting industry. Um, I actually got my start um, by doing uh, voices and characters in an act while I was doing some stand-up comedy, um, sort of before, during, and after college, and. Uh, by doing those uh, voices and characters in the act, I had some people ask me, uh, you know, who represents you for voiceover um, uh, throughout the course of that little short-lived comedic career of about five years. Hmm. And, um, and so that was uh, essentially what, um, you know, what, what kind of started, sort of introduced me to that as a, as a viable option of something to do um, and, uh, and went out and took some classes. And uh, up in the L.A. area, I was based in Orange County, California. Uh, for a very long time, just moved up to LA about a year and a half ago, and uh, and so yeah, I mean it was, it was just having people ask, um, you know, like who represents you for voiceover, and hearing that, and saying hey, you should look into it, and eventually just uh, looked into it, took some classes, and pounded the pavement in my local area, and tried to drum up work, and then just start trying to build build better gigs and uh, more connections. Oh wow, was there a certain actor or voice actor who was an early influence on you? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. You know, other than maybe John DiMaggio, like, not even realizing that uh, I didn't, I didn't necessarily know who he was. But I remember thinking that the character of Bender was one of the funniest characters I've ever, you know, heard. I just kept thinking, like, what a great, what a, what a boisterous, like, crazy, arrogant, uh, goofball character. And 
and I, you know, I, I guess all of those things. I mean, anything that you go back and think about, like cartoons and video games that you played in the past. Um, you know, those things, uh, of course, sort of, I guess, influence me. But, um, but I don't think I went into it going, I want to emulate, you know, Mel Blanc, or right. I want to be just like Don LaFontaine, or that kind of thing. Because it was me also recognizing that I can't do those things. I can't be those guys. So it was more just kind of like. Um, I liked that about voiceover work, which is you'd you'd get into a studio, you'd get into a room, and and you'd be collaborating with uh with with far more talented people than I. Um, you know, when when it comes to a writer, a director, a, a creative developer, people that want to um, influence the that character, they they start telling you what 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 they want, and you get to try to see if you can make that uh, vision happen for them. So it was uh it was fun to kind of just approach things from a brand new perspective. As opposed to, you know, uh, boy, I sure hope I sound like Mel Blanc, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, looking over your resume, you definitely have a certain type that you play, even though the characters are, are very different. Uh, it seems like you play a lot of heroes, a lot of leading men. Um, and one of the big ones, are, well, Sonic and Batman are the real big ones this year. Um, with uh, specifically Batman Arkham Origins, you join a long list of actors who have portrayed the character. Can you tell us a little bit of the audition process and if you looked to any specific past back bat actors, that's hard to say, for vocal inspiration? You know, I mean, I, I would say that that uh, obviously playing something as iconic as that, you're going to have a not a not a uh, like an idea of what you're going to do when you go in, but because even then we were really um, we were really trying to kind of approach this from a since it was an origin story, we were trying to approach it from a little bit more of a fresh perspective. Um, than what had been done previously, and very aware of what Kevin Conroy had done, because um, you know I had played those games and grown up and and watched the animated series as a kid, knowing that that was the the Kevin, you know, not knowing that that was Kevin Conroy, but knowing that that's the Batman that I've heard. Um, mm -hmm. But when we got in, we didn't necessarily try to 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 do a, a, a an impression. I can't do a, an impression of what of what uh, of what Kevin does, but it, but we were trying to stay true to that version of the character that that he's established, and then try to back off a few years and see if we couldn't have uh, find a way of saying, yeah, we could see how this is a more unhinged, less defined, uh, less refined version of uh, of Batman, um, and and go from there. And and it's I think it's that way uh, with you know obviously with with. With Batman, with Kevin Conroy having such a long-established uh, version of the character, we Troy put it best in an interview when he was talking about uh, taking over for Mark Hamill for this role in this in this particular game. That that point on the horizon where we knew we wanted these performances to kind of match that, or to have fans understand that okay, I can see where where the Arkham Origins Batman could become the Arkham City Batman, or that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, you know it, 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 that's that's something that we were mindful of, but with a character that's so iconic, you have so many different versions of so many different actors that even other voice actors that have portrayed the character. So we we tried to kind of create something as best we could with all of those things. We even even uh, being mindful of the Christian Bale version, um, you know that uh, that we were trying to create something where it's like, yeah, this is Batman. And I think every single actor along the way, that's what they're doing. Um, you know, the, the Batman I've always said kind of lives in like a sort of a small box of parameters that you can understand. Like, if you start stepping too far beyond that box, then it doesn't sound like Batman, or it's not a character that that's familiar to us. And uh, and you know, uh, that's what we were trying trying to uh, to emulate with uh, with Arkham Origins for sure. Mm. It's just staying true to the characters is the the most fundamental fundamentally important element. 
And George, you had a question pertaining to that, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, you played, uh, like Barry said, a lot of iconic heroes. Um, how long, I mean, what kind of, do you, like, step into the mindset of the character before recording, or how do you do that before you record? It all depends. I mean, typically, no. I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting thing when it comes to, to voiceover. It's, I've, I've always likened it to, like, a game of football, where it's like, uh, and not, not, uh, not, not soccer, uh, but actual American football. Um, with all the uh, the World Cup stuff going, I got to be very careful these days. But uh, you, you kind of go to a line of scrimmage with, uh, uh, or I should say, you go to a huddle um, with a group of people, and you collaboratively kind of decide what is it that we want to execute with this particular play. Uh, and that's just line by line. Like as you start recording a game, it's like, what are we all going to do? How how do we want to see this play go? You go to the line of the scrimmage. You call a hike. You you throw that. Uh, that that will read against the wall and hope that it sticks. And then uh, once it's done, you all go back and kind of re you know connect back at the huddle. To say, How do we think that went? So to try and stay, I think in a particular character or work myself up into something that's that's not necessarily what I what I do to approach things. I I will usually listen to some reference lines before going into a gig um, uh, to see where we were at previously to make sure that my register uh, the vocal registers staying consistent. Um, and I might have certain lines that I'll that I'll say that uh, that help me conjure up the. I guess if I am doing anything, it's in my mind where I'm trying to be sort of uh, envision what this final product might look like. Um, so I might try to listen, you know, uh, to to some of the previous work, and then say a couple key lines that help me kind of lock into uh, uh, you know the the character. Like with 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 Chris Redfield, it was for whatever reason it was always Wesker because he had a very you know, pronounced way of, of doing that. With Batman, I don't necessarily recall, uh, other than maybe something along the lines of, of saying Alfred, um, you know, because he's always talking to Alfred. Um, you know, and with, with Sonic, it, it could be uh, any number of lines, like, uh, you know, burn bot, you know, <laughs> different things you'll do to kind of help you get into the role. And then, obviously, Etsu, you've got Requiescat and Pache, and with Captain America, you've got uh, Impossible is What Do We Do. Uh, you know, there's different things you'll try to like say that there are catchphrases that kind of help you get to that mindset of the character. But I don't necessarily lock into a character and stay there for four hours. And you know, it's it's. I think the the process of voiceover recording wouldn't really facilitate that very easily. Um, my other question was like, game recording and like other mediums like television. Like, what's the difference between those processes? Um, not much when it comes to voiceover. It just depends on the the. The, the project, but I mean, I guess, you know, with, with games, you have to cover so much more. They, they tend to be a little bit more vocally intensive, um, and, uh, and there's a lot more work with games to a degree because you, you have to cover every single unknown variable within the story that the fan, or sorry, the fan, but that the player might be controlling, whereas with, um, and I mean everything from, like, if the character keeps just walking into a wall, do you want him to have one grunt? To where every single time that if the if the player wants the character to just keep jumping off the, and hitting this wall, do you want it to constantly go uh 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 uh, or do you want some variation or to where it's like uh now hey knock it off? You cover all those things in video games, whereas with animation and television, usually you've got a writer and uh, and a creator that that have have storyboarded out and they've got a very definitive idea of what they want to accomplish within these scenes. So you, you tend to just record what you record, and then they go and they animate to that. Um, so it's it's you know, but it's 
it's roughly still all the same type of voice acting, just sometimes a little more aggressive on the video game side because we also have all the uh, the battle damage and the you know you're falling from a 50 foot cliff now a 150 foot cliff now a 500 foot cliff and you know all those types of things. <laughs> how yeah, many grunts? Oh, go on. I was gonna ask how many grunts do you do for a game usually? Like the same. Oh. It's it. You would have. No, I would have no clue of knowing. It could be hundreds. Uh, when you when you figure like sometimes we'll do a a run. Um, they'll say okay. It, they'll usually parcel it out into like, um, what type of damage is happening to the uh, to the to the character. So is it small damage, medium damage, large damage, and then life ending damage. Um, you know, is it uh, and and then it's like, what damage are you inflicting? And you know, is it small damage that you're inflicting? Are you inflicting big? You know, are you punching huge or are you punching small? Um, and so from there, they they usually ask you to give you uh, to give them like a variation of like five or six different options. Um, so it'll be you know, okay, so we're rolling here. This is uh, small damage, and and you'll give them, ow, oh, oh. Oh, you know, different versions of that, and then they all say, "Okay, now medium damage," and you're going to go, oh, oh, you know, and you vary all that stuff up. So it, by the time you're done with a, a game, you've probably grunted and and efforted uh, well into the hundreds of times. Why? I've I've actually gone through the Sonic Generation sound files, and I just played through every single clip, and it, it's you going, oh, ah, hey, oh, oh, no, no, oh, no. Funny. <laughs> it sounds about right, and you can it's, imagine what it feels like as an adult to be doing that stuff in a, in a uh, in a booth. Like you just you just start going, "How is this my job?" <laughs> how is, more noise, how is yeah. All job? More grunts. Um, yeah. have, I have a question for the DLC. Uh, oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, Batman uh, Arkham Origins, uh, the DLC dialogue. Did you guys record that when you recorded the main game, or did they make you come in again for the DLC recording? No, actually, with that one, um, sometimes they, they do have DLC already in mind um, during the principal recording of, like, a major game. With this one, they um, um, I think they alluded to a DLC, but um, uh, we came in after the fact. So we had already wrapped up uh, all the recording for Arkham Origins and then came in um, after that to, uh, to record the, uh, the dialogue for, uh, for Cold Cold Heart. Barry, you had a yeah, question? Yeah, I was going to um, actually move into some Sonic Boom questions. I know you can't get too specific on the show, but uh, at least with the voice Everybody act. dies. Everybody dies. Yeah. Well, no, I, oh, no, I just spoiled it. Oh, man. Well, thanks for coming up. No, um, Sorry, thanks uh, a lot, guys. <laughs> bye. No, uh, with, um, with Sonic Boom, it's been described as a new branch of the franchise, making the Sonic and Sonic Boom not the same one seen in generations. Uh were you approaching your work as Sonic in Sonic Boom differently than in the past, or was it really just the same character in your mind, just different universe? I think it's the same character, different universe. I mean, I mean, Sonic is 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 ever confident in everything that he does, um, and uh, and so it, it doesn't vary too much from that. But I think we're we're playing around and having a little bit more fun with the the universe that uh, that uh, that Boom lives in. Um, uh, in comparison to others, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a vastly different Sonic. Um, it, he might be a little bit more relaxed um, at, at times in this, and maybe a little bit more casual because we're we're doing this buddy system type of approach, um, especially within with you know with uh, with regard to the games. Um, but no, I mean it's it, it that's the the fun part about this. I think a lot of people were were fearing that there was going to be some complete departure or some complete radical revisualization, but you can't do that with such an established. Uh, character. So we um, we were just wanting to have a little bit more fun with it, 
and uh, and push the action and the comedy and the adventure element to this stuff. Um, uh, and and so that's you know I think he's still kind of the same Sonic, um, but uh, but maybe maybe a little bit more contemporary version of it. But that's that's also kind of a, a dangerous word to use. Uh, because I don't want it to, to make it sound like the other versions were sleepy or old, because they weren't. Um, it's still the same character. It's still the same Sonic. Um, we're just kind of having a little bit more fun with that universe in which he lives. Um, and, and that's where I think... It, that, that's why I'm so excited about Sonic Boom, just because it's been such a, a, a kind of a, a, a different thing to do um, mm-hmm. with a character that's so well-established. So it's uh, it's been a blast being a part of it. We, we're having way too much fun um, <laughs> being a part of these uh, these projects. It's been phenomenal. And you, you share the same room with the whole cast, correct? Typically, yes. I mean, uh, with uh, with regard to the television series, for sure. Um, with video games, they tend to isolate your recording, so we, we recorded separately, at least as far as, as I know. I, I know that most of my sessions were separate, um, mm-hmm. I, I should say, if not all. So and that's that's just that depends on how they want to manufacture a video game. That's that's pretty typical. Like uh, Batman was no different. Assassin's Creed was no different. Every now and then you'll you'll do a group scene or you'll do like a, a partner read. Um, but for the most part, it's it, it can become a nightmare for for edit, editors to try to you know get that stuff together um, if people are overlapping lines and that kind of thing. So um, with the uh, with the TV series though, we um, like most TV animated work, we were able to record as like an ensemble cast. And kind of feed off of one another's energy and and uh, off of one another's timing, and it was it was a blast. I mean, and it's also one of the reasons why we were having way too much fun in those recording sessions. So, would you say then, now that you you spend so much time as the character, especially with the TV show, and you know, should it get picked up for additional seasons, even more uh, time as the character? Knock on wood. What was that? Knock on wood. Knock yeah, on wood. Right. Yeah, said, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, with shows like that, they sometimes announce a second season before the first one even hits. So. Fingers crossed. It but, um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, would you say your work on Boom has changed how you perceive the character, or how you would uh, voice him in like future games, even? No, I think you know what. Well, possibly, I guess. Um, it's not that it would uh, would would change how I would. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I, I, I it, 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 wow, how's that for an answer? I'm all over the map now. <laughs> no, um, yes, <laughs> yes, no, maybe, uh, for sure, but possibly not. I have yes, well, um, no. I, if anything, I think it's neat to kind of uh, look at. Th- there's room to kind of like uh, play with this this universe. Um, and so there, there, you know, it, it means we could we could easily go back to a more traditional style with with a game if we wanted to, or we could kind of keep pushing forward with a new um, a new exploration of it. But it's it's none of it would necessarily, um, I, th- I think, alter the character because you you have to in in all of these instances uh, stay true to the character, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I think it wouldn't we we don't run the risk of of people going what that's not Sonic. I mean, you you know. Sonic, just like you know Batman, whether or not it's Kevin Conroy or Roger Craig Smith or whoever it might be, Christian Bale or Ben Affleck, you know the character of Batman and the, the people that are involved in these things, they're never going to push those characters so far beyond um, a, a, you know, a, a, an element to where they're recognizable as that character. So you know, I, I think uh, it'd be fun to kind of explore a little bit more with Sonic as a result going forward, but no, I don't think there's going to be any sort of uh, major change to this um, and uh, if anything I, I think it'd be exciting to kind of keep sort of you know tweaking and working with Sonic in different in different arenas um, but still staying true to who that character is yeah I mean you definitely you look at the history of the character he's only been voiced for about maybe 15 years um, 
So, and, you know, the voice has kind of been all over the place. I don't know how much research he did in the past voice actors. I know um, the anime... Jamie Ryan and, uh, yes, no, it, it's, uh, believe yeah. me, it, it, even if I didn't do the, uh, the research, the fans were going to let me know yeah. <laughs> where, where, where the research has been done. Did you, did you, when you started as Sonic, did you have this voice in mind from past uh, actors, or just by looking at him, did you have this voice that you do in mind? No, like, I which, think... I yeah. think for the audition process, they were playing some of the stuff that had been done in the past and saying, like, this is this is in the vein of the character, um, but bring to it what you think you would want to do with it. Um, and so that was that was the approach. And, and that's usually the approach of, 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 of most of these gigs, unless you're doing just a straight uh, voice match um, yeah. for, for maybe an act, you know, maybe there's an on-camera actor who did the voice in a film, but they don't want to do it for the video game, so you do impression, you know, impersonate that. I did that for, uh, oh gosh, Chicken Little, um, okay. Ace in Action, um, the video game, I voice matched Steve Zahn as Runt, the pig, um, and, uh, and it's like, that's, that's that type of a situation, but for, for Sonic, we were, they were saying, look, here's, uh, the equivalent to that would be like, here's Runt, you know, uh, the pig uh, in in Chicken Little, we want to kind of keep in that sort of energy and that sort of tonality, but bring to it what you think you would bring to it. So that was uh, that was kind of the approach. And again, that's also kind of staying true to the character. If all of a sudden Sonic walked around and sounded like Chris Redfield, you'd be like, what? This doesn't match. I mean, he should be kind of snarky and funny and kind of, you know, like uh, in, in a little bit of a higher register and, and a little, you know, a little edge to him kind of thing, because that's that's how the character is written. That's his. Uh, to me, that's that's his. Uh, that's his character. And uh, you actually, you've had a history with Sega. George had a question pertaining to okay. that. Uh, you worked on uh, Valkyrie Chronicles and Mad World. Did that contribute to landing your role as Sonic? I. You know what? You never know. I mean, I don't think so. But I mean, good lord. I mean, when you think about how 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 vastly different uh, Mad World is uh, to, to Sonic. Um, I would I would have no idea um, because sometimes there's decisions that are made that, that I'm never privy to. I, I you know it's always funny when fans are asking me to tell Sega what they need to do, and I'm thinking I don't really I rarely see people from Sega. It's uh, it's not all that you know, and I'm certainly not calling them to bend their ear to say like you know what I think we should do here. You know, I am just a voice actor. Um, so no, I don't think any of that stuff would necessarily have an influence on it. Unless you've got people who are in a decision-making, uh, you know, capacity at Sega, who go, oh yeah, I remember working with him on that game. Um, uh, so it doesn't really necessarily uh, to to tie into that. In uh, I was gonna have a, I have a question of Valkyrie Chronicles. You played a a character named Vice, who happens to be from another Sega game called Skies of Arcadia, which was on the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, yeah, holy cow. <laughs> How did you get into? Did you actually play the game, the or, or see the voice that they used in the previous game? Were you aware of the connection at all? I was not, and uh, and so that's now I'm kind of going. Oh, I wonder how are they vastly different? Did the? No, I think. I mean, the thing was, Vice wasn't really that voice that much in the original game, but he was in All Stars Racing Transformed, which is kind, of, which is why I thought it was kind of funny that you had actually voiced the character in the past. As a cameo, oh, and now you're playing Sonic in a racing game where the character's cameoing again. But uh, oh, how funny! I didn't even know that. Um, no, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, you know, it's it's really weird. It just depends. On, like typically, it's almost up to the director as to whether or not they're gonna they know what type of a game they're gonna try to create here, um, and they know what they're gonna try to uh, to, to to sort of uh, 
kind of have be the finished version of things. So they'll with voiceover, they'll come in and they'll say, hey, if they've got a file that they want to play you of a, of a previous version of a character and maybe that actor's not around or maybe that actor wasn't available and they'll say, hey, we want you to do this um, as best you can or as close to this original version as you can. Um, they'll, they'll sometimes do that. Or it's just like, hey, he's, he's uh, 24, he's out to avenge his father's death, and uh, he's from Italy. And go. You know, and then you yeah. start throwing those things against the wall, and then, you know, they say, no, 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 try it like this. Try them deeper. Try them higher. Try them uh, younger. Try them older. Try them all these different things, and you start kind of messing around with to come up with a voice. So, And it's, it's sad. I mean, that was such a long time ago for me that it's like I'm trying to remember what, what we might have done for, uh, for, for that particular franchise, but I, I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was listening to the clips, and you were actually pretty close to the original. It was, you know, it's like a young, gruff, adventurous boy, so it's like, yeah, all right, you know, that kind of How thing. How funny. Yeah, um, I wonder, they, they might have played us something from the original game um, and, and asked us to try to, to, to emulate that, but I, I don't recall. I don't remember. Um, all right, my last question is, uh, what advice would you give to aspiring voice actors? You know what? That's, that's such a, uh, oh, man, that is such a, a tricky question, and it's always, I always feel so pretentious and even trying to answer that to to some degree, because the, I mean the reality is like most of the actors that I've ever worked with in voiceover, they everybody has a completely different story about how they got started, um, or how they got their start, or how they got you know um, their breakthrough or whatever it might be. Um, honestly, I think obviously taking some classes is a great way to start, um, and and a lot of people think that it's like uh, that it's you know that voice acting is completely different from regular acting, as they, as they love to say. Have you ever thought about doing any real acting? Um, but I mean, acting's acting, whether you're doing it in front of a camera on a stage or in front of a microphone, um, it, uh, it's, it's all acting. Uh, so we always say, like, take a, take a class in acting and make that, you know, your start. If, you've, if you're not an actor, but people tell you you have a great voice, go take a class in acting so you can understand that even when you're doing a retail spot um, and you're, you're talking about, you know, uh, some new sandwich at a fast food place that you're really excited about, Obviously, as a as a human being, you're probably not that excited about that sandwich, so you're going to act like you're really excited about that sandwich, so you can help them sell those sandwiches, and therefore you're acting, even when it's just a straight voiceover gig like that. Um, so take classes in acting, and then the next is take take a class in voice acting if you can find one online. They offer them, um, and uh, in your local area, sometimes there are classes that that, that are taught in voice acting. Um, and then perseverance, I guess. Uh, rejection is an absolute massive part of this job, and get get accustomed to and get really good um, good at being rejected, because it is going to happen day in and day out. Every time you flip on the TV or or watch, uh, you know, play a video game or listen to the radio, you're going to hear the jobs that you didn't book, um, and uh, and understand that it has no reflection on you as a person or you as a as a voice actor. It might just be there's a right and a wrong voice for every role and for every project, and, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, but, I mean, I would just say, like, stick to itiveness and that, 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 that perseverance, you know, is, is something to hone for sure because there's so much of it um, uh, that, is, that is so important in what we do because if, if my job was to book work, I'd be really terrible at my job. For as many auditions as you put out there, you know, I think the, the booking rate, is, is sometimes they give percentages, but it's like 2% of everything you audition for, you might book, and it's, you know, you might do 100 auditions to book two or three gigs. Um, and it's, uh, that seems kind of daunting, but it's just, you know, it, uh, that's how it goes. So it's, uh, 
you know, if you're truly passionate about it and passionate about anything, then perseverance is going to come very easy because you, you want to do it. Um, but, but also with that, um, everything I've said, take it with a grain of salt because for all I know, you have some rich uncle who can uh, pave the way for you and <laughs> buy your way into some film. Who knows? Uh, you know, everybody, sometimes people are just exceptionally good at this with no training and they just go in and they just crank it out because they're not busy thinking about training. They're just kind of going in and performing. And there's, there's so many ways to go about doing it, but um, it's very entrepreneurial to begin with for sure. You have to go kind of pound your way around and kind of feel for, no one's going to hold the door open for you because we're all hoping that someone's going to, you know, uh, realize that the door was left ajar anyway and we'll sneak our way in. So we're certainly not going to turn around and hold the door open for you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's a fun family, but it's, it's still competitive like any, like any industry. Well, thanks for those that advice. I'm sure I'm hoping some uh, aspiring voice actors listen because that's great. Um, I did want to know what your thought was on the recently announced Sonic movie. Um, seeing as how you voiced the character already in Wreck It Ralph, do you think we can expect you to play Sonic again on the big screen? I would. You know what? I mean, I think it's awesome that the that the character is being given new life. Obviously, this is uh, uh, like a really exciting time for this, and it, and it's it's interesting to keep thinking about how old this, this character is and how long it's been around and the significance of this character in, in, uh, in society in general. I mean, just, I mean, it's, you know, he's up there with, with the Mario brothers. It's, uh, you know, or Batman or that kind of thing. Everybody knows who Sonic the Hedgehog is. It's a household name worldwide. Um, and so for it to, uh, to, to, to get taken to, um, whatever Sony is, is intending on doing it is awesome for the character. Awesome for the franchise awesome for the visibility of the character and whether or not I have any shot at being, uh, uh, being involved in that film is, is so far beyond me um, that I, 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 I would be honored to even have a chance at reading for it. But I think, um, you know, like a lot of things, they, they sometimes will take these uh, characters and they'll have um, a celebrity name attached to it so that they can get more interest drummed up for the film. Um, and that's, you know, that's always a, a good possibility, but, um, but who knows? I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, it's, it might be like the Muppets where they're going to have, you know, the, the voices and of the, the actual puppeteers that are doing the, uh, the characters that, that aren't household names, but they will fill it full of celebrities to get people to, you know, to get the, uh, the butts in the seats as they say. But, um, either way, I mean, if I'm still lucky enough to be portraying Sonic at that time. Um, it, it, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it's just we're introducing Sonic to a whole new audience, um, which is kind of what we're hoping to kind of keep achieving with the games and the, uh, and the TV series. We, want, we, we love this character. We think he's awesome. We want everyone out there to understand this world and these characters and enjoy it. So uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a really great thing for the franchise and for the character. I, I hope they do a phenomenal job with it. And uh, whether or not I get a chance to be a part of it is to me just feels like it's such a far-fetched dream uh, you know that it's uh, you just you don't, you don't even want to think about it well I just I have to say like on my on behalf of myself and all the Sega bits writers you've been doing a fantastic job ever since you started with uh, Sonic Colors and Sonic Free Riders it's just been uh, thank you I think it's been a breath of fresh air to have a Sonic that really comes alive in the game and doesn't I mean not to knock the other voice actors I just think it kind of came at a different time in the industry because now it seems gotcha. like they really want to bring the character out and make him his own in the, uh, especially in the cutscenes and with the upcoming TV show. So you've just, you've been uh, doing a fantastic job and I, I, I mean, you've definitely just been getting better and better. Very thanks, man. I really, I really do appreciate the compliment. I know that, you know, it's like, cause it's always funny to see, uh, 
some of the negativity that's out there with with any project that you're involved in, and I always laugh just thinking, what, what do people think that we that we want to destroy these characters or that we don't <laughs> want to do the best that we can do? And, and it's and so we, you know, I love hearing any sort of uh, fans that are enjoying what we're doing because that's what we want to do. We want to do. Uh, something that uh, that that we get a kick out of, and that the fans will get a kick out of. Uh, so I'm glad it's being well received, uh, at least by some folks. <laughs> Definitely, and we're actually we're looking to do like maybe some Sonic Boom themed podcasts in the future. So if you ever oh, cool. want to come on for a future show, we'd love to have you to talk. That'd be uh, great. Be honored to. Yeah, definitely. that'd be great. I'd be honored to. For sure. Uh, just out of respect for your time, I know you have to probably get going soon. Um, I did. Well, I was to... also ten minutes late, so if you want to push it another ten minutes, we'll be fine. Ooh, bonus time! Bonus time! Very Oh, I'm so happy right now, George. Do you have any other questions? Um, I don't. I don't think I have any written down. I think I already finished all my questions. Do you want to talk? Do you want to ask the Sonic Colors oh, yeah. uh, Sonic question? Yeah, actually, I was wondering. Um, in Sonic Generations, there was. Uh, you know, you played modern Sonic. There was classic Sonic. Was there ever talk of you voicing classic Sonic, or was that decision to render him mute made by the time the recording started? I think I honestly don't. I don't think there. Were, I wasn't necessarily privy to any sort of discussion about whether or not they were going to voice classic Sonic. I, I, and if I was, I think it was like, no, we're not going to do that. You know. Um, so I think that was a. I think that the decision to have him sort of rendered, you know, uh, speechless, <laughs> was was done. Um, Long before I had started even recording, I think they they, I think they almost did that just to kind of actually add to the uh, more of the comedic element. You can have a little bit more fun with it if he's not talking um, and trying to figure those things out, because uh, that would be that would be the most classic version of Sonic would be they have him not actually saying anything. So I think that was what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do know that. Um... Uh, Aaron Weber, who who recently departed Sega, I don't know if you've ever dealt with him, but he was the brand manager for Sonic. Uh, no, but I think I saw I think I saw on your website the uh, the farewell to to yeah. Had to, to see uh, him go. He was he was definitely one of our our big ends to Sega. He just was mm -hmm. so open with great information. He told us, and I don't know if he was kidding or not, that they actually briefly considered bringing Jaleel White on. To I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's it's you know sometimes these things. I mean, it's a very interesting industry in that way that you think, um, what would they be getting Jaleel to do now? You know, a, 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 who knows if they if they didn't want to spend the money or if they didn't have the money for it or you know you never know. Or I'm, and I'm sure like he probably wouldn't mind going back and revisiting that character. Um, it's uh, you know it, it, who knows. Um, like I say, like as a voice actor, I'm usually the last to find out anything, and so sometimes people think that I've got like the inside edge on something, you know, going on at Sega. And I assure you, I do not. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I work with my agency. My agency calls me to tell me where they want me to go, what I'm booked for, and where, you know, what job I might have just landed. And then it's like you show up and go, oh, uh, uh, and you know, you you meet people sometimes very briefly, and then you're out the door. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's 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 a shame that I don't get to be more involved. But I also think it keeps it safer. It, it keeps it uh, to where, look, I, I don't need to know all the inside workings of a company. I just need to go into the booth, and if that director who's been hired by that company is doing a great job of directing me, then we are all going to collectively and collaboratively create this this wonderful product, and you know uh, we're going to have a good time doing it, and the fans will really enjoy it, and hopefully that's what we push out. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, so who knows? I mean, like you said, that, that very likely could have been a, a possibility. 
Uh, we also mentioned uh, colors and free riders, but I think one of the earliest instances of your voice getting out there, because people were freaking out, you know, they were like, well, we want to hear him do the voice, um, was actually Alton Towers. Do you remember doing that <laughs> recording session? Oh, oh, do I remember Alton Towers, because I wasn't there the... Uh... Uh, check out the console. Yep, that's what I was going to yeah. mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that Stay clear of Dr. Eggman. Stay clear Dr. Eggman. <laughs> And it was, uh, we had a ton of fun doing that, but that was also a different, I think, because it was a theme park and all that, they had a different crew of people that were, that were involved in, in, uh, in those sessions. And, um, and the, I loved the controversy over that kind of stuff, because I think what was happening, too, is that there was, a, there was maybe a conversion rate, I think, wasn't that what caused the deep-sounding Sonic? Yep. That it was a, uh, it was like PAL versus NTSC kind of thing, yeah. and, uh. And so it was. It was creating issues with the, excuse me, with the uh, the playback of the files and that kind of thing. And, and that happens. Um, I've had people call me in for an audition that I booked, and I get it in there, and they 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 say, okay, here we're gonna play back a reference of what you did, and all of a sudden you, they play it, and it's like Roger Craig Smith. Heaven is heaven. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you, you think you? Ooh. I'm like, I can try that, but that's chipmunked out. <laughs> and. Uh, and it was because of like the parameters of like an MP3 file, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I remember doing. I remember doing. Uh, it was for Sonic Spinball, right? Yep. Spinball Madness or something like that. I think was the uh, the actual title of the the ride or whatnot. I still have yet. To, I would kill to get out to Alden Towers and actually ride the ride and actually hear all those voices and try to stay in the Sonic Suite. I think that would be kind of dope. You could you could walk in and you could introduce yourself and then just exactly. go into blue. Exactly. Welcome exactly. to Alton Towers. Oh, thank you, Sonic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or go like, man, that's not how Sonic sounds. Oh, welcome. <laughs> yeah. There was actually people welcome were, to Alton Towers. People were speculating that was your true voice, and they were gonna pitch it up for the games, which uh, they don't. They wouldn't do any pitching on you, I'd imagine. You're you're doing the no. voice. You already said Burnbot pretty loudly, so. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, I I don't think they pitch me. Um. No, I mean I would hope I would have I would also be able to tell if they did, but um, no, Sonic's pretty he's he's easy to do in there. He's he's kind of in there at all times, ready to go. Yeah. yeah I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. Uh, do you improvise any lines in the game, and like they say, oh yeah, let's keep this one, or is it strictly by the script? You know what, I think we were playing around with some of the lines and having fun with uh, with some of the stuff when it came to, like, the Wii U version of the game. Um, I, I don't know, though. I mean, sometimes you... We're always ad-libbing and having fun just to try to, 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 try to keep the uh, the session fresh and, and not getting boring for, for everybody involved. Because um, yeah, it can become kind of tedious. You, you, you go through, you know, 500 lines in a, in a day kind of thing. Um, and... Uh, and so, you know, it, it just depends on uh, on the situation, uh, whether or not they like to have some ad-libbing. Sometimes you can't ad-lib because the uh, the script is so attached to a department that's handling the subtitles um, that if you if you come up with an ad-lib, the subtitle department might, might not be ready for it and have no clue what to do with it. So, But I think we... I, obviously, with the, uh, the TV series, we've played around with lines and had a lot of fun there because it's a little more free-flowing. Will you? Are there any uh, Sonic characters that you'd want to voice outside of Sonic? Do you think you'd be able to pull them off? I don't think so. No. I know that, like, with Travis uh, delivering like a spot on Knuckles, and I mean, nobody can touch Mike Pollock when it comes to to Eggman. So it's kind of no. I uh, that's why again why I can't believe I got lucky enough to do this guy. We we have some fun with some other characters in the uh, the the TV series that I've had a lot of fun playing. 
Um, but but they're not they're not characters that we necessarily uh, uh, would say are familiar to the fan base. Mm-hmm. Are you are you at all aware of the Japanese voice actor? He's actually been doing it since 1998, which is unreal, right? I mean, that's yeah. there's there's a lineage that you can't uh, c- can't compete with. Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm obviously aware of uh, of the fact that he's been out there and he's been doing it since you know for that long. But no, I'm not. Uh, I, I haven't uh, haven't met him. I should say. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome if Sonic Generations Two was the uh, Japanese and the American voice actors meeting. That would be very cool. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It yeah. would just be a lot of me going, what? Um, I don't really follow. Yeah. <laughs> I understood Tails. I think I heard Eggman. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, sorry. <laughs> I mean, sayonara, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Were you a big fan of the Sonic franchise before you got the voice job? For sure. I mean, I, you know, I, I always think back to the Sega Genesis being, you know, oh, my gosh, 16 bits. Um, you know that was that was high school for me, and and Sonic the Hedgehog was one of the first games that I remember playing, thinking, my gosh, have they look how fast this game processes and moves? It's like you've never seen a game move that quick before, and I just remember thinking, like, this is yeah, it's great that they they're finally doing this with games, and it was so hard to play for me. I found it to be a very difficult game, um, you know, because you end up losing all your rings after you know you, you just fall off some cliff that you there's no way you would have ever been able to you know react to that in time kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like, and ever since then, I've, I've played a ton of the Sonic games that were coming out on Xbox, um, and, uh, and Nintendo, um, thereafter. So uh, I shouldn't say on Nintendo cause that's been uh, relatively recent. Um, but, uh, but, but for sure on the old Xbox platform, there were a couple of different 3d games that I played and, and that kind of thing that I, that I enjoyed, but, um, you know, and I was aware of the animated series as well cause all that but, stuff was kind of happening around that time. Right. What did you think of the voice acting? Uh, I mean, the early Sonic voice acting. What was your opinion on it? You know, it's funny. I mean, like, I, I just, I, I don't have any opinion because I just, I react to, I go, okay, that's the character. That's what we're doing. I mean, it, and it, I, it, I think inherently you want to not necessarily be reacting to it. You don't want it to be like, if you are, then maybe it's one of these things where like, oh, good God, you're rolling your eyes all the time or that kind of thing. Um, so I, it didn't really, I don't think it stuck out to me. But I also think voice acting wasn't necessarily on my radar as far as things to be aware of back in the day. It was, uh, it kind of came about as uh, something to be aware of when I started doing stand-up comedy. And by then I wasn't necessarily, uh, I was a little bit older. So it was, uh, uh, by then I wasn't necessarily, I don't think too active in, in playing like a lot of Sonic games or that kind of thing or seeking out the uh, the stuff at that time. I think it would be just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to play a Sonic game. You know, like that, <laughs> that type of thing. And, and even then you're sitting there going like, yeah, all right, I'm just, you know, those voices. You know, just, yeah, you don't think much of it. Yeah. <laughs> Something that you uh, notice after a while is that video game players are very critical on everything. Which would you think you got more criticized for? Like, you played Chris Redfield, Captain America, Batman. Which one have you gotten the most criticism for? All of them. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't matter. You're going to find – you could go out and, and do any one type of uh, – character and as soon as you stick your neck out on the internet you're going to have some people who say like hey I love this this was fun this is I get what everybody was doing and then you're just going to find some people who I I don't know why if it's just for the sake of trying to be make a name for themselves or to be like look, look how look how independent I am I hate what everybody else likes or whatever the situation might be you're just going to get criticism all the time and if you and if you seek it you'll find it um yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, I, you know, there there are people. I, there was a guy that was like bashing on Ezio's birthday. Uh, you know, like the Assassin's Creed fan base was was saying, "Oh, happy birthday to Ezio! He'd be 555 years old today." And it was like, "All right," so I'm retweeting and doing all that kind of stuff. And then some guy gets on there, he's like, "Why does Ezio stink so much? I'm so glad this guy came along to save the franchise." And you're like, "Why? Why do that? It, it's a fictitious character. His birthday's not real, and the fans are enjoying their day. And then you come on to be the guy who like smashes the birthday cake. Like, what is your problem?" Uh, it, so you know that stuff's out there, and uh, and it doesn't matter what character I've done or or what job I've been a part of. You're gonna find people who are like, well, I found this to be unlikable, so mm-hmm. therefore I've let everyone know my opinion. And yes. isn't, isn't that adorable and and important? Yes. <laughs> so all of them, you know, and and anytime you step into a a character that's that's already been established um, by previous actors. You just know that's it's going to come with the territory. So with oh, Sonic, with Captain America, with Batman, um, you know you're going to get that 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 hate. Oh, <laughs> There's just be, nothing. Yeah, to be in Ben Affleck's shoes right now, I'm sure he's. Yeah, uh, which is so ridiculous. I mean, like they were doing the same thing with Heath Ledger, and yet he he turned out one of the most incredible performances of the Joker that we've ever seen. So it's like, you know, let it let it happen. Nobody nobody involved in these in these uh, these franchises is out there to try to destroy it. They want to do the best that they can. I'm, you know, it's like, uh, it's a shame when people just before even something's hit the hit the airwaves or hit the store shelves, they're already hating on it. It's like, well, you know, the, you can wind up being one of those people who eat the little humble pie after that. You know, if you're so passionate about hating something that you haven't experienced yet, I don't get right. that. I don't get why we're we're so cynical. We're so quick to just, you know, oh, well, that's, yeah, whatever. What are you <laughs> thinking? This is going to be terrible. They're going to ruin everything. <laughs> I understand that, you know, we're passionate about these things that we like, but at some point you got to just kind of go, all right, let's see what, let's see what it is. You yeah. Know? Take a walk. That's what I always say. If you start getting worked up over, uh, Things like video games or a TV show. Just go for a walk. Exactly. <laughs> There's far bigger fish to fry in life, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, Jaleel White even wasn't, uh, I'm sure people were going, Urkel? Urkel's voicing Sonic? And, you know, he turned around exactly. and became the, the essential, the quintessential Sonic of the 90s. And I definitely think you've uh, come around to become the quintessential modern Sonic. Um, Holy cow. Well, thank so. you for that. Thank you. So again, I just I want to thank you so much for talking with us and for sharing all these awesome stories and memories. And uh, Batman: Arkham Origins is out now. The DLC is out now, and Sonic Boom is coming out soon. So uh, more more Roger on your way. Whether or not that's a good or a bad thing, we'll find out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, from myself and George, thank you so much for joining us, Roger. Very George, thanks very much, guys. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Take care, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.